0: Welcome to Riverside Community Church, guys. Uh, My name is Brian Doback. Uh, We have a great scripture here today. Um, I think we've all got something going on in our lives, uh, big or small. It doesn't matter the size of what's going on in our lives, the challenges or the trials. But you ever say to yourself, like, seriously, God, like, what are you doing? Seriously, God, what are you doing? Why are you allowing this? god you ever feel like you're on a long difficult path and it just feels like it never ends i mean physical struggles emotional struggles as christians we're not exempt from this we don't live perfect lives marriage struggles addiction depression family strife we're not exempt from these things we all ask that question Seriously, God, why are you allowing this? What are you doing? Folks, we have a moment like that where we ask that question. Sometimes it's a season. Sometimes we're in that for years. And it's like we don't see any light at the end of the tunnel as we go through our trials. I graduated college in 2002, and... For uh, eight years, just about everything went my way. I wasn't a Christian at the time. Everything went my way, getting everything I wanted. I was successful in my, in my career, what I used to do. And finally, in the winter of 2008, 2009, I meet Jesus. I accept Jesus into my life. I'm like, all right, this is cool. And I kid you not, just a few months later, the wheels fall off the wagon. <laughs> I get laid off from my job. I get laid off from my dream job. I was working at one of the best golf courses in the country, maybe even the world, and I lost my job. I got laid off, and it took me into a tailspin in my life. I started getting into this uh, pattern of bad decisions, and I'm just like, seriously, God, what are you doing, man? Like, I accepted you in my life. This shouldn't be happening, Right? <laughs> We ask those questions. We all know. Folks, whatever's going on in your life right now, I know you got it. I've got it. Whatever's going on in your life right now, I want you to hold on to it. Keep it at the forefront of your mind for the next 30 minutes. For the next 30 minutes, keep it in the front of your mind. We're going to learn four things about God and the path he takes us on when we follow him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you, uh for coming together uh, as a church body, God, uh, with a wonderful church family, Lord, to hear a word from you. God, you have a word for us, and I just pray that you just uh, penetrate it into our hearts, God, and it just uh, it, it motivates us to just continue to follow you and, and to stay on course on your path, God. Um, God, no matter the struggles and the trials we're going through as Christians, Lord, you have a purpose in everything, God. And I pray that we find some purpose um, in our struggles today, Lord. And when we walk out these doors, uh, we can come out stronger, Lord. And just a little bit more polished uh, by your word, God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So where are we? In Old Testament scripture, it's great to ask, you know, where are we in the scripture? Old Testament is a long book. So where are we now in Exodus? Uh, Israel has been shackled uh, in chains, in bondage, under Pharaoh, in Egypt, in slavery. Uh, we saw God reveals himself he, uh, through the call of Moses, and then God swoops in, and he just drops nine plagues on Pharaoh. Just bam, 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 one after the other. And he just destroys Pharaoh, destroys Egypt, destroys Pharaoh and Egypt's gods, pretty much saying, I'm the true God. And then he drops the tenth plague, The Passover, which we saw last week. And in all of this, we've seen Jesus. And we saw Jesus in the Passover. And today, we're going to see Jesus in today's scripture. We're at a big moment right now. This is like a milestone moment in the Old Testament. Israel's at a crossroads, and they could go one of two ways. The rubber is meeting the road right now. Okay? There's a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of preparation into this Exodus. It's happening right now. They're walking. There's more than a million Israelites leaving Egypt and excitement is in the air. They're free. Where do we go? (laughs) Where do we go? That's the question. Israel's at a crossroads. They're literally at a point where they can go one of two ways and God is behind the wheel on this one. So verse 17, you could turn to your scripture, your Bibles, Exodus chapter 13, verses 17 through 22. It'll be up there on the screen for you. Pivotal moment in the Old Testament Scripture right here. Verses 17 through 22. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So the way of the land of the Philistines this was the coastal route. Bernsey, if you could pull up that map. This is the coastal route, guys. It's a short route right to Canaan. Easy route, good, easy roads. Um, it's the most convenient road. It's, it's the road most traveled by people wanting to leave Egypt and go to the land of Canaan, right? It's the common trade route where you could find food and water. It's basically like the Pennsylvania Turnpike, And it's got, like, you know, there are ancient versions of plazas off the exits. I mean, this is the way to go. This is the way everybody went, okay? (laughs) Guys, this is the shortest route to the promised land. And it's also the scenic route. It's right there on the coast. So you're talking, like, Mediterranean beaches. You're talking ocean breezes. You're talking about beautiful sunsets on the coast, right? This is the easy road. Okay? You guys, I think you guys know what I'm getting at here. <laughs> this isn't rocket science. Guys, it seems like the, this is the road that most, it makes the most sense to us. Why doesn't, why doesn't God take them on this road? Why doesn't he do that? It's because God knows. He's like, I know something that you don't know. I know something that you don't know. The path may have been convenient, but there was still a threat. It may have been convenient, but there was still a threat. Folks, this is my point. The first point is God sees. God sees. The coastal route was the road where Egypt's military outposts were. It was heavily fortified. He saw the road ahead. So he veered him in another direction. Israel was fragile. They could easily be persuaded. And they could turn back to Egypt and back into their slavery He stopped them from backsliding. God saw what they couldn't see. He sees everything that we can't see. He sees everything that we can't see. He sees the road ahead. Amen. When we follow him, God sees and protects when we really need protecting. Verse 18 But God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea. And the people of Israel went up out of the land of Egypt, equipped for battle. Bernie, <laughs> you pull up that map again, the second map. <laughs> God, seriously? Like, you're really going to take us on this route? <laughs> really? Seriously, God, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Folks, that that's... There's, there's many estimations on the route that they took in the Exodus to get to the, to the land of Canaan. And that's the most common route that scholars uh, come to agreement on. It's a long route, folks. Guys, this is the, God led them in the way not expected. It's the way of the wilderness. This is the way not expected. It's a much longer route to the promised land. It's the road less traveled. Right? This is the wilderness. It's dangerous, unpredictable, dry, arid, dusty, desert terrain. (laughs) Folks, knowing what the alternative route is, the coastal route, this route doesn't make sense whatsoever to us. It just doesn't make sense. Folks, Israel's like, why can't we just take the coastal route? It takes us to the same place, right? God's like, no. The path is just as important as the destination. Mediterranean beaches aren't going to cut it. The easy road is not going to prepare you for what I have waiting for you in the promised land. The easy road is not going to prepare you. Folks, that's my second point. God knows. God knows. He knows what's best for us. He knows what's best for us. Gaza has a bigger, more perfect purpose through this. Guys, this is a pivotal moment in Scripture. By taking the way of the wilderness, he's setting the stage for the next 40 years. By taking this route, everything you read in the rest of Exodus and in Leviticus and Numbers and Deuteronomy is a result of this route that God's taking him on. The challenges, the trials, The thrills of victory and obedience. The agony of defeat and disobedience. Guys, God is preparing us. He's preparing us. The reason for this route is to continuously test Israel's faith. Remember that. The reason for this route is to continuously test Israel's faith and teach Israel lessons of dependence on him. Lessons of dependence on Him. That's what it's all about. It's about depending on God. And it's the same thing for us today. It's the same thing for us today. The hard way with God is the best way. The hard way is the best way. It's His way of shaping us. (laughs) It's His way or the highway. Literally. Folks, since leaving my career uh, about a year ago, You know, it's been, to pursue ministry, it's been like one test after another. Um, I'm not elevating my struggles above anybody else's. But for me personally, it's been one test after another. And I remember having a conversation with Ezra uh, several months in. It was just, I needed an answer. Um, I just needed to know. I was like, Ezra, man... Is the dust ever going to settle? I just felt like I was kicking up dust. You know, there were successes in there, but there were failures. Is the dust ever going to settle? And Ezra, the mentor he is, he tells you what you need to hear. I needed to hear this. No. (laughs) The dust is probably not going to settle. That's the cost of following Jesus. But that's not bad news for us. That's good news. Because no matter the dust flying up in the air, we're getting through it. It's not stopping us. We're getting through it because we have Jesus. We have a God that sees, and we have a God that knows what's best for us. And he gets us through the dust storms, right? Guys, a big part of faith is staying on course. It's staying on course, staying on path with God. How easy it is to fall off the path and go another way. How easy is that? There's a glory that awaits us that far exceeds anything that we can possibly imagine. And the big part of faith is just staying on course. To get there, he wants to mold us. He wants to mold us into the likeness of Jesus so we can stand face-to-face with him one day. James, the the half-brother of Jesus, in chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, he says, "'Count it all joy, my brothers, "'when you meet trials of various kinds, "'for you know that the testing of your faith "'produces steadfastness. "'And let steadfastness have its full effect, "'that you may be perfect and complete, "'lacking in nothing.'" Romans. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 5 verses 3 through 4 we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. Hope. Folks let's be honest. Let's be honest here. If it hasn't happened already there's going to come a time when the rubber meets the road. We all come to a crossroads. We got one of, two place, one of two ways to go. You don't think there were Israelites that wanted to take the coastal route? There were some Israelites that probably did. We just don't read about it in Scripture. They're like, no, I'm not going that way. Are you kidding me? Seriously, God? Let's be real. And they went to the coastal route. But God wasn't there, God was on the way of the wilderness. Who knows what happened to those Israelites? Who knows what happened to them? Folks, there are people every day that say, I don't want this path with you, God. I don't want this path with you. It's too hard. I'm going this way. So long. Folks, people are saying that every day, every day in churches. Who better than Jesus says it? Jesus always says it best. I love Jesus. (laughs) In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, Jesus said, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many, for the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Those who find it are few. Guys, God knows what's best for us. The hard way with God is the best way. It's the only way as far as he's concerned. It's the only way. Verse 19. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For Joseph had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying... God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones with you from here. This seems like a random verse. I remember when I first read this, I was like, why is this in here? Like, the, this, this passage has like a flow to it, and then he just starts talking about bones and Joseph. But if you look closely, 400 years prior in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph prophesied this exodus. He prophesied what is going on right now in this scripture, and he asked for his bones to one day be taken to the promised land with Israel. So Moses is participating, and he's fulfilling a 400 year plus promise. A 400 year plus promise. Do we know of any promises our ancestors made 400 years ago? I don't know. Folks, this is huge. We remember God's promises. Folks, that's my, th- my third point. God promises. You see, this isn't about Moses or Joseph. This is about a greater promise. A greater promise is going on in here. A promise from God. Exodus, this Exodus is reaffirmation that God has kept his promises he made over 400 years ago, and he's not stopping today. Folks, we had. It says, God will surely visit you. God has surely visited us. He's visited us in Jesus. Right? We have a a God of promises. He doesn't promise an easy life. He does not promise an easy life. It's not about us. But what He does promise is, is something better, something far better. It's about God's presence. He promises us his presence. And that he will walk with us when we walk with him in faith. Verses 20 through 22. And they moved on from Sukkoth, I think I got that right, Sukkoth, and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. So they're moving. They are on the move now. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud and lead them along the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light that they might travel by day and by night. The pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night did not depart from before the people. (laughs) God gives them this visual and dramatic way of staying on course with his path. What a powerful picture of God's presence and his leading A picture of his promises in their lives. You follow me. I will be with you. I will lead you. Folks, and it's ours today when we receive Jesus by faith. It's ours today when we receive Jesus by faith. That's my fourth point. Jesus leads. God sees, God knows, God promises. Jesus leads the way. We're dead in our sins. But when we give our life to Jesus, we get Jesus. That's something greater than we can possibly imagine. When we give our life to Jesus, we get Jesus. And Jesus doesn't miss a beat, He goes before us day and night to lead the way. We have the cross, and He won't depart. He will not depart. If you're following Jesus, sometimes the path doesn't make sense, but it doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. It don't mean you're on the wrong path. God has never steered his children in the wrong direction. He's always leading. He's always acting. He's always guiding. Always. He's a lamp to our feet. He's a light to our path. The wilderness is where true life is because that's where Jesus is. Jesus is in the wilderness. Keep fighting. Stay the course. We have a God that is with us, who promises that he'll be with us leading the way when we follow him on the hard road. Folks, God sees, God knows, God promises. Jesus leads. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, I I love when you give a word that's just uh, short and sweet, God. God, the the, the gospel is, it's really just simple. God, but we make it into into something that's just far too complicated for ourselves to understand. Lord, but you, you have made it clear to us. God, the long road, the hard road, That's what you purpose through. God, we know that when our faith is in you, you are with us. When we're kicking up dust, God, it ain't settling. We can accept that. And we know that you bust us through that dust and we get through, God. You're shaping us, Lord. You're molding us. You're forming us on the long road, God. And I just pray that when we leave these doors, we... We choose the long road. We don't turn back and we don't go on the easy road, God. Because that's not your leading, God. Your leading is on the hard road, Lord. I just pray that you just help us just keep our eyes on the prize, God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.